This show is for the sales leader who knows they have a pivotal role in driving outstanding sales results. Getting hired or promoted to manage a sales team is a big accomplishment, but you know you have to work hard to become a great sales leader. You are listening to the Divine Comedy of Sales podcast. Here's your host, coach and advisor to elite sales leaders from around the world, Matt McDarvey. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Divine Comedy of Sales podcast. I'm Matt McDarby, veteran seller, leader, coach and advisor to elite sales leaders all over the world. I'm really excited to have you listening today. We're continuing the conversation about systems thinking and how it applies in the real world to sales leadership. How do the best sales leaders in the world apply systems thinking? So just within a few days of recording this episode, the news of the retirement of Nick Saban, famous college football coach, the most successful head football coach in college football history. And I thought of him today as I was preparing for today's podcast because Nick Saban was known for what he called the process. And the process essentially is what he labeled the program, the system that he developed over a 40-year coaching career. So what does that mean? Why do I bring that up? Well, Nick Saban, arguably the greatest head football coach of all time, relied on his system that he called the process. I know it's a little confusing in business terms, systems and processes, not the same thing, but related. But Saban's process was something that he perfected over many decades. What we can take from that is the Nick Saban in year one of his college football head coaching career probably had a system, a program in mind, but it was nowhere near as refined, nowhere near as well thought out and well tested as it was in year 40, obviously. Why do I mention that? As we talk about systems thinking and how it applies to your role as a sales leader, If you're relatively new to the job or relatively new to the idea of applying systems thinking to your role as a leader, I want to put you at ease that you have time to perfect your system, right? Saban took 40 years to reach the absolute pinnacle of the game. Now, granted, he lost in the college football playoffs, but one of the most admired college football coaches in in all of football history And what does he do? He builds a system that he relies upon. He gives it a name and he helps thousands of athletes and assistant coaches over the years to understand that system, buy into it and become active members and contributors to the system. A relevant story here, because one of the things that I think we need to realize about systems thinking and sales leadership is that operating within a system so to speak, enables you to bring your best. It enables you to be the best leader that you can be. And that's really the big idea for today. So let's explore that. First, operating within a system enables you to be your most creative self as a leader. Now, contrary to what the term system might connote to you, a system actually expands the boundaries of your creativity not contracts them, right? System, the the term might feel like, well, we're, we're constrained or we have to operate within a box. 
quite the opposite is true in my experience. And the best leaders that I've seen sort of lean on the system to enable themselves to be their most creative self. What do I mean by that? I'm a sales leader. I'm running a sales organization. And I can see how all of the interconnected parts, the sales process, the methods we use, the tools, the expectations that we've set for salespeople and sales managers, uh, our operating rhythm together, our priorities, the key initiatives we focus on, for example, that those are all the elements in the system that I've built. If I know that they're accounted for, meaning if I know that we've got time devoted to continue to perfect those parts within the system, then I also have opportunity to apply maximum creativity in ways that I cannot if I'm worried about, oh, gee whiz, have we, have we communicated effectively? Do we know what our priorities are? Are we meeting about, are we talking about the right things? Does our team know what they're supposed to do? The system gives me some assurance that those things are covered. When the foundational stuff, so to speak, is taken care of, you can really stretch and think creatively. Here's another example. In that system that I was just referring to, if that, those are the key elements of the system that I've assembled as a sales leader in my operation. We know how critical it also is to have a, a really smart, maybe creative, competitive strategy. For example, how do, we, how do we take away some of the great strengths or advantages that a competitor might have in the marketplace in which we operate? Are there needs that we can develop that will serve like little landmines for our competition? And how can we creatively lay those traps, right? lay those landmines for our competition so that by the time we arrive into competitive scenarios, our prospective customers already know where our competition is weak without our ever having to say it. That's an example of what I mean by creativity, right? If you don't know that you've got the time to hatch a competitive, creative, competitive strategy, then there's a really good chance that just goes by the wayside. And you're leaving the task of competing in a creative way up to individual sellers and sales managers. That may be fine when we're talking about your best people, right? Your best performers. But what about the other 80%? Right, the ones who don't necessarily know how to proactively develop the needs that will suit us better versus the competition. Can we really leave that to chance? So the point here is the connection between what I'm talking about and operating within a system is if I know that the foundational stuff, how we're using our time, the process that we're using, the methods that we encourage, the, the way that we're coaching people and developing their skills, the expectations we've communicated to them, were they understood and are they being followed upon? If I know those things are taken care of, I can invest a fair amount of time into providing real leadership, strategic leadership and guidance and applying creativity to things like competitive strategy, which I find a lot of frontline managers and even leaders of leaders, they don't even have the time to do it. So operating within a system enables that. In a similar way, operating within a system 
enables you to be the best people leader that you can be. When you know that the important stuff is incorporated into the system, that time is being applied to important activities to follow through on sales process and methods and on and on and on, then you can really tune in to what your people want to achieve and help them get there. So just like it was the case with being your most creative self, being the best people leader, the best developer of people, the one that helps your people achieve the things that they want to achieve, operating within a system does not constrain you from doing that. It enables you from doing that. Why? Because you have a way of punching into things that matter to your people. You've got time set aside for coaching and development. Why? Because that time is built into the system. And what are we coaching people on? That's also built into the system. Driving great sales results is hard. Doing it consistently is even harder. There are so many obstacles that can prevent you from becoming the most effective sales leader you can be. Find practical advice you can apply right away by picking up your copy of Matt's book, The Divine Comedy of Sales, at www.divinecomedyofsales.com. How do we set expectations for people? There's three critical questions we answer. What, why, and how, right? In order to make an, a clear connection between the why for each individual member of the team and how they need to operate, you've got to invest a little bit of time tuning into what they want to achieve. If you know that, and that's part of your system, your method for communicating clear expectations, and you know that that's a critical part of the system you operate, you can see how the system will prompt you to have to go and really dig deeply and understand, well, what is it my people are trying to achieve? What is their why? And if you know their why, you're in much better position to be an effective developer of people, a better people leader. And that's how a system helps you to do that. And the third way in which operating within a system enables you to just be a better leader, the best one you can be, is it allows you to move with confidence. Why is that? Because you know the important stuff is covered, because your system ensures that it is. As I said earlier, right, applying creativity, being actually able to devote time to the more creative aspects of the job. I used competitive strategy as an example. But in general, we're talking what we're saying here is that operating within a system allows you to move with more confidence because you can think deeply about important things and invest opportunistically into new creative thinking. I don't know about you, I can speak from my own experience. I don't even have to, have to talk about anyone else that I've observed over the years or anyone I've developed. But I know for sure, if I have the time to think deeply, think critically about important things, and I know that I'm applying my best thinking, that builds my confidence. Another thing that helps me to move with confidence is that I'm, I know I've got time available to apply creative thinking opportunistically. When things come up, when opportunities in the marketplace or issues in the marketplace arise that I didn't anticipate at the start of the year, I know how to invest time to think about those things critically. When I do that, I'm that much more confident in my thought process and in the moves that I believe I need to make. So in the end, the job is more fun 
and rewarding for me and for you. Why is that? Because operating within a system builds my confidence. I don't spend any time worrying about, gee whiz, am I I doing the right things? Am I thinking about the right things? Am I saying the right things? Am I leading my people in the right direction? I don't have to worry about that because I know I've got those things covered. Why? Because I'm committed to my system. Now, it doesn't mean I'm locked in, locked into a way of operating or a way of thinking, but it means that I can move forward confidently knowing that the important stuff is covered. And that's really the point. That's maybe the most important thing for you to remember about why it's important to operate within a system. Now, when I say system, I'll refer you back to the last few episodes and the lessons that we've learned over the interview episodes from last year, that there are many elements to a system. And what I don't want you to hear is complex, right? Oh, there's so many elements, it's complex. No, what we're talking about is committing to a system where we know the big stuff and maybe it's five or six key parts. Maybe it's your sales process. Maybe it's your, your motion to the market. Maybe it's expectations and how they're written into job profiles. Who knows, right? For every organization, for every environment, there are certain elements that must be included in the system. Then there's some elements that are just not appropriate or don't matter as much. So the point is, operating within a system means thinking about not only all of the interconnected parts within your operation, but knowing which are really the most important ones. What are the top five or six things that I really have to have a great handle on in order to be an effective driver, an effective leader of this sales team or this whole sales organization? So in summary, if I'm doing that, if I'm operating within a system and I identified what are those top few parts that I have to devote my time to, that must be addressed as part of our system, then I can be my most creative self as a leader. I can devote time to the creative thinking, frankly, to the fun stuff. Why? Because I know the big important stuff and even the not so fun stuff that's still important is covered. I can also be the best people leader and developer of people that I can be. Why? Again, because the important stuff is covered. I know the system ensures focus on important things. One of those important things is tuning in to what my people care about and what they are trying to achieve. It's a critical part of being able to set expectations for them. So if my system helps me to tune in and know what matters to my people, and I can help deliver that to them or help them to achieve those things, that goes to my ability as a people leader. I can be the best people leader that I can be. And finally, if I'm operating within a system, applying systems thinking to my job, that allows me to move with more confidence and it will for you too. I promise you because every leader, whether they call it systems thinking or like Nick Saban, the process, or they call it something else, right? The leaders that apply systems thinking, the ones that are thinking about the relationship of all of these interconnected parts and how they can move certain levers, so to speak, to affect change and to drive the sales organization in the direction of better results or to course correct or to solve problems. They know which levers to move, push or pull, to get a change in behavior, to move the organization in a new way. The people who operate like that are the ones who move with confidence. I think of a leader I once worked with who said, you know, you're you're very deliberate, almost slow in your approach. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm fast. 
I move fast. I make decisions confidently. Why is that? Because I know the big stuff is sort of addressed, right? In my operating rhythm, how I communicate with my team, our key initiatives, those are all the key parts of the system for me in this environment. I move as fast as necessary to diagnose and solve problems. So this may not look like speed to others, especially impatient executives that you might work with or report to. (laughs) But I assure you, operating within a system will allow you to move boldly, to make moves with confidence, and frankly, make them quicker because you know you have the basis of that system as your foundation. Now, in the coming weeks, in the next uh, several episodes, we're going to be getting back into interview mode, and I'm going to be talking with some really effective and interesting sales leaders, people that are leading sales organizations in different industries. And we're certainly going to be listening for the lessons they've learned, and I'll be asking them questions about how they've achieved what they've been able to achieve. But we will also be digging into questions like, well, what's in your system, right? If you've been really successful as a leader, Miss CSO, what are the key elements, the key parts of that system? What are the things that you really pay most attention to? I think you'll find that really useful and it will help make this idea of systems thinking more real and applicable. The challenge as always will be, how do you take these ideas and apply them to your role as a sales leader? I'm really excited for you to join for those episodes. Until then, this is Matt McDarby, author and host of The Divine Comedy of Sales. Thank you so much for joining. Bye-bye for now.